Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast, the podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling. On today's show we'll be reviewing the Royal Rumble pay-per-view from last Sunday, plus a new Not AEW Dark segment after the show where we discuss what we've been watching recently in professional wrestling. Anyway, joining me on today's show is uh, Just Sam. Hello, Just me Sam. this week. Sorry everyone. Yeah. I know you were all expecting Chen. Uh, unfortunately, he's been flown off to Hollywood to uh, give some advice on the set of a few major films. He couldn't tell us which ones. Uh, so hopefully he'll be returning uh, in, in a future episode and you can all look forward to that. I thought Debbie does Dallas is set in Texas. Uh, is it? Oh, yeah, of course. That's where Dallas is. For a moment, I forgot where <laughs> Dallas was. <laughs> oh, the joke fails to land. <laughs> That's only because go. I'm bad at geography. Yeah, yeah. Where's Bedford? I don't know. <laughs> it's your sort hometown. of near London. Sort of near London. Everything, everywhere's near London. According yeah, to, to Americans, Park. I've always lived in and always will live in London. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just say London these days, wherever I'm about. It's just so much easier than going, well, actually, I'm from the West Country. Oh, what's West Country? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, how, it. How, how have you been, friendo? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I, I have been this weekend on a tiny island in the English Channel. I was visiting my family over in Guernsey. That was very exciting. I learned that they have a, a pro wrestling federation there. So it really is going, getting everywhere. It's called Sarnia Pro Wrestling. That is the most channel island of uh, pro wrestling names I can, uh, I've ever heard. Yeah, it sounds, I, I don't... It sounds like sounds like it belongs like on uh on like a Michelin star menu. Yeah, it kind of does, <laughs> doesn't it? Sarnia Pro Wrestling. It, mm. I, from what I could tell, it's just some lads doing like a little show in church halls and stuff like that. Unfortunately, they weren't doing anything the weekend I was there, so I didn't get to see any. But maybe I'll check some out in the future. Uh, is it bad that I kind of want to fly over to Guernsey just to see? What a Sanyo Pro Wrestling's like. <laughs> I, I mean, given that I suspect their training school is like them training themselves, I suspect it's going to be backyardy as hell, which, you know, might be good or might be bad. Hey, look, uh, you know, uh, Insane Clown Posse are backyardy. They were quite yeah, interesting exactly. back in the day. Uh, CM Punk started in the backyard, the Hardys, Will Ospreay, you know, the, the list goes on. So you might see some people like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I look... I, I uh, will definitely look forward to it in the future if I ever get around <laughs> to visiting Guernsey. Um, yeah, no, uh, fair enough. Uh, my week hasn't been exciting at all. Uh, although I did go on another date, Sam. Oh, yeah, you said you uh, you mentioned the podcast. And, yeah. yeah. How well did that go? Like a lead balloon. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no. late. Ladies, Brad's single, and he'd really like to date someone who's impressed by the fact that he does this podcast. So if you listen to this show, you know. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I said, podcast gets him excited, and bam, bam, you know, absolute knockout punch on the first date <laughs> of, oh, oh. Yeah, I really like I, pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I re- you know, I really like sweaty men and sweaty women getting, you know, hands-on with each other. Uh, creep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Oh, great. Now I just put down one thing that I love in my life. Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess if you explained <laughs> wrestling to an outsider, there's not really that much difference between wrestling and, like, BDSM. It's wow. It's like people kind of sweaty people <laughs> hurting each other. Do you know what I mean? 
I just, I mean, Jason would approve of that statement, you know. And you can buy his book right now on Amazon. Women love wrestling. Uh, check that out. It's a collection of essays. Uh, yeah, it's good. There. And he doesn't mention BDSM at all. Uh, no, he also appeared on the Rich Fan podcast this week. Uh, shame you couldn't be here today. He's uh, busy doing uh, book related stuff, I believe. So, uh, shall we get on with our review of the WWE Royal Rumble 2020? As I put it in my script. Uh, yes, yes. Let's do that. Brilliant. I'm just going to put my phone on to do not disturb because I've... Oh, two hinge notifications. Hello. All right. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Keep that in. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more natural. Uh, you should be checking your online dating during the show. Come on. My, my phone buzzed and I put it to do not disturb, okay? I don't know who's messaged me. Right? God. All right, all right. All right. Hey, you know, I'm stubbed these days, four dates in four weeks. It's good for me. It's good for me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> before I sound like Enzo Amore, uh, let's begin with the pre-show and uh, let's get this over and done with too. Uh, Sheamus defeated Shorty G in the opening bout and then Andrade defeated Humberto Carrillo to retain the United States Championship. Sam, I know you're not a fan of pre-shows, but did you catch any of this? Uh, no, I, I also don't actually know who Shorty G or Humberto Carrillo are, so I just Shorty thought, Shorty G's Chad Gable. Oh, is he? Yeah, because you know they needed to give him a new moniker to accept his shortness or something. This is when I started tuning out of SmackDown, by the way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll briefly review it. Sheamus obviously came back from injury. Uh, had a good match with. Gable, I'm not going to call him Shorty G. Uh, had a good match with Gable. Uh, ended with a broke kick. One, two, three. As you do. Um, not really a lot to write home about. I think they might be building Sheamus up for a mid-card title run some point down the line. If they can oh, get that belt. Right. Yeah, I think Strowman might beat Nakamura for the belt at the next pay-per-view, but I don't know. And then Andrade defeated Humberto Carrillo via roll-up. It was started off kind of slow, but it got good towards the end, but it was only like 10, 12 minutes long, and it could have been longer. It didn't feel like they got into final gear. Uh, apparently, they, apparently, they had a rematch on Raw last night where Humberto got revenge on Andrade because apparently, uh, I haven't watched any wrestling the past month or so. Uh, apparently, Andrade put Humberto out of action with the DDT onto the concrete. Humberto did the exact same thing. And... Yeah, and now Andrade is suspended because he smoked a bit of weed, is what I've heard on the internet. Oh my uh, goodness me. Yeah, so uh, 30 days Raw is out without a US champion, and probably 30 days Raw is out with a WWE champion Gosh. in Brock Lesnar. So um, yeah, pre-show, both matches, I give them a couple of stars each. Uh, nothing really to write home about. Probably a little harsh in the ratings, to be honest, but yeah. So who is Humberto Carrillo? Where did he come from? Is he a 205 boy? Yeah, Humberto was a 205 boy. Uh, he also was part of the tag team in NXT, I believe, for a little while. Uh, but he's basically got called up to the main roster in the summer. One of Paul Heyman's uh, chosen guys, I believe. And uh, they've slowly started to build him up as a face. I don't see what Heyman sees, if I'm honest. I think he's a bit vanilla in terms of personality i think there's a bit more they're doing a bit more with him now but he clearly needs to go to the performance center and 
get some promo okay. time or or have a manager like Andrade has Alina Vega to cover those faults because I think that's the difference between someone like Andrade and Humberto is Andrade A, God bless him, he is actually, you know, improving his English, improving like his promos. Uh so he will eventually become a good solo star. But you know, I think the difference between someone like him and Umberto is Andrade has that uh, manager figure in Zelina Vega that really puts him over. And I think yeah, Carrillo yeah. needs that. Whether it works with a face dynamic, I don't know. Well, we can tell when he's made it on the main roster when he becomes just Humberto. Oh, oh, or Hum, or, or uh, Carrillo. Who knows which way they'll go? But or, he's only going to get—he's going to get, he's gonna get one just, name, or just Eo, <laughs> or just Eo. No, there's already an Eo, although she's uh, in NXT, I suppose. Well, it's I double L O. It's just oh, yeah, how you pronounce it. Oh my god, can you imagine Eo versus Eo? <laughs> <laughs> on a Confusion. pole match. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Vince Russo's calling. Uh, <laughs> so, on to the main show, something that you have watched, Sam. Uh, yes. Roman, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Roman defeated Baron Corbin with a spear on top of the dugout in a false count anywhere match. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was surprised by this match because I always think, uh, Baron Corbin. But, yeah, I was kind of into it. Roman, the big... One thing that this uh, the entrances made me realize, and this was kind of throughout this whole show, is the big 3D graphics things they do for people's entrances mm-hmm. are pretty much all extremely bad. Yep. Um, but Roman's one, it's like a big, massive, like 30 foot tall version of him, but you can only see his top half, and he's doing that that thing he does where he goes, before he does a spear. But it kind of looks like either someone's biting, well, someone's doing something with their mouth below his belt and he's either enjoying it or he's not enjoying it. And that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's weird. They should just stop doing it. Yep. We went straight there instead of talking about the actual match. <laughs> well, this, this is the first note I've got. The actual match uh, I thought was cool. I've also got here, yeah. Corbin's entrance was very cool, but not cool enough to save him from the fact that he is Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin's such a weird dude, right? Like, he's a very good heel. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's improved so much in the ring. Like, uh, Lance Storm and Randy Orton have praised him for, you know, being a very safe guy. Like, he doesn't injure people. He's very in control. Uh, But apart from that, like, everything he does actually flows pretty well if you actually watch him properly. Um, I just... It's just the way they book him. Like you can't take yeah. him seriously because he never wins a big feud. The reason why he him winning King of the Ring was so good was because for the first time in his career since probably the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, uh, Battle Royal. Uh, so probably not the first time in his career. Like he's won something legitimately. He's won something clean. You need a heel to win clean now and again. Yeah, for sure. And that's what um, put him over. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he, I don't know what WWE can do to rectify the King Corbin main event situation because you now put him as a main eventer, but he's just not over in the way he was supposed to be over. No, exactly. I think I don't know. Yeah, there's he's not bad at anything. There's just something that's not there for him. And yeah, it may well be the booking, but I feel like there's something else. Like the, yeah. I don't know. He's he's not a facial expression kind of guy. I, so don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I I disagree with you. I think he is very good at the facial expression. I just uh, there's something about that booking that just doesn't work for him, and I I can't figure out what. But let's talk about the positives. WWE cannot do a false count anywhere match badly. 
No, they can't. It, this was great, and it had some absolutely fantastic spots in it. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, "Let's destroy all the foreign commentary desks" bit of the match. That was very good. Oh, that was brilliant! And then you got the Usos, Rude and Ziggler getting involved. Oh yeah. That 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 led to some crazy spots as well. And then the way they finished the match on top of the dugout, that's uh, pretty good. But I will say the one thing that it lacked was a baseball bat. Oh yeah, for a baseball stadium. That's I yeah, know. that's true. They didn't really do many weapons. No, they didn't do many weapons at all. But I think I I don't think it was needed because the way that both men got the fans involved. I mean, that was one striking thing about that visually from the match. For once, it was actual good direction from WWE. You just see all the fans crowding around. It was like a proper street yeah. where people are watching it. I thought that was actually really well done. And the way Roman in particular got the fans involved towards the end when they were going towards the dugout. Uh, this this is a Roman I think we all wanted to see. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good. A, yeah. a badass who's having fun. I think my only real complaint about this match is I think Roman is typical of a Roman Reigns match where Roman needs to get more offense. This needs to be a Baron Corbin gets his ass whipped 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he, he, he always comes. He's a very desperation spot type wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's... Yeah, I think that's like more booking than actual Roman Reigns' fault because, you know, Roman's very accomplished, very good guy uh, in the ring. Uh, but yeah, do you think this is the end of the rivalry? Um, Yeah, probably. I mean, does anyone want to see another Reigns versus Corbin match? I'm not sure. Chen. I feel like this was a, a very good... Oh yeah, all right, Chen does, but... <laughs> uh, the, the, I felt like this was a very decisive ending. It had uh, that great moment where Roman got his comeuppance for the dog food thing, which was completely bananas. I actually hadn't seen that, and so when I watched the pre-match VT, I was pissing myself. Uh, and then, yeah, to the bit where they put Corbin in the toilet, that was, you know, it all felt like a very um, in, a, a standard ending to this, or not standard, a good ending to the story. Yeah, I agree. I think we can both agree it's a fun match. Uh, do you, what, what do you think the both men will do leading up to Mania now? Like, I think it's pretty clear Reigns will eventually face a fiend, but what do you think is next for Baron Corbin? Yeah, I don't know about that. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I think that maybe they should do some kind of... Um... I don't know. He could like a, a talk show type segment, which builds into a feud of some kind, give him more chance to actually, I don't know. He's not that good at promos, is he? So maybe that wouldn't be a great idea. I don't know. What do you think he's got? He's going to be doing I, coming up to mania. I don't know. Like Braun's got Shinsuke. Roman will go to the feud. Daniel Bryan, maybe. I mean, so something that I think the WWE doesn't really do often enough that maybe might be appropriate here is just take him off TV for a while. Take no, him off TV. you can't do that. You Let can't do have that. A little Sma rest. SmackDown's ratings will improve, mate. That's not what they want. <laughs> but like, have him come back as a as with a, a new gimmick or a new look of some kind. Ditch the waiter and the Game of Thrones knockoff stuff. Come <sighs> back as a badass, and 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 then people might even be happy to see him return. Could you imagine a Baron Corbin face turn? I mean, if they did it in the right place, in the right city, so the crowd was into it in the right way, mm. and then he came back, improved, he'd, he'd have to improve a lot as well, then I could see it. He's like a big a big guy, you know? He has three of the coolest moves in, in wrestling at the moment uh, in his yeah. moveset. Uh, that that is what we agree on so shall we give a star rating for this match uh yeah i i guess 
four and a half, something like that. It wasn't like uh, I'm going to think about this. Four in and a half time. out of five stars. Oh, uh, maybe four. Right. Well, I'm about yeah. to say, uh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to put you down, but four and a half, that's, woof. It's like a nine out of ten territory. I really uh, like the toilet spot. Of course you do. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, we all like the toilet spot. Let's not lie. Uh, I'll give this three and three quarters. I thought this was great fun. Um, so, moving on to the next match. Charlotte Flair won the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Um, uh, why? I'm oh, fine. I mean... <laughs> That's how yeah. I feel. Uh, yeah. Another right. Charlotte Flair main event for WrestleMania. Good. No, well... Title might... match, not necessarily main event, you're right. Definitely not going to be main event. Um, apparently, there's a rumour going around that she'll face Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. But... Yeah, I heard <sighs> about that. I don't know. don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to stick, uh, keep NXT because the takeovers happened the previous night. I just kind of want NXT to stay on take uh, what takeovers. Yeah, I think NXT is very it's a it's a different type of wrestling, isn't it? NXT, and so yeah. it, keeping it in its own little bubble and just having people show up occasionally makes it feel more special. Yeah, I I agree. But uh, let's go back onto the match itself. Um, yeah, Charlotte Flair. Uh, I was surprised by this because I expect I really did expect Shayna Baszler to win, especially when she came out at number thirty. Yeah. Uh, um, do you think this is a case of Ric Flair complaining on on social media, or is uh, it... was he? I I missed that. Uh, did he complain about? No, it? I I missed this as well. But I've heard things that Ric Flair complained publicly about uh, Charlotte never winning or something like that, uh, which is quite funny considering she squashed everyone on Raw recently. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I feel like this rumble kind of for me, it was like the inverse of the men's rumble in that this rumble started off and was really good. And then towards the end, kind of there was a lot of shaky stuff where I was a bit apart from with a few notable exceptions. Yeah, uh, there was a lot more shaky, annoying weirdness. Ooh, uh, let, let's keep the men's rumble aside because I think we're going to clash on that one. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll come to that later. But I, I've got a few notes from earlier on. Yep. Uh, first of all, I don't watch the weekly show. So when did Lana stop being Russian? Uh, years ago. Oh, fair. That was a bit weird. I was like, <laughs> oh, what is it? She's married Bobby Lashley now. So she's like, well, I don't have to pretend to be European anymore. But I, I was just going to say, I thought Liv Morgan, her new gear looked really cool and she looked pretty vicious. Uh, it's just a shame that this storyline is how she ended up there. Uh, and I would have liked them to have gone with something more in fact impactful than just like an ECW style cat fight on the outside. But then I guess what do you expect from this terrible angle? Yeah, um, I don't care about this spot at all, if I'm honest. Uh, I was just like, uh, it's Liv Morgan, Lana. Uh, they're not very good in the ring. Um, actually, I don't uh, know too much about Liv Morgan, to be fair, but Lana's just not very good. So no. you can expect I mean, limited spots and limited moments. Um, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I think Liv Morgan's underrated in the ring. Um and I, yeah, I she was know. actually one of the people that Kevin Owens mentioned in that promo where he was yelling about underrated and undervalued people. Um, but yeah, this angle is not going to be able to showcase that at all, especially not when she's in the ring with a crapper like Lana. But there we go. So let's talk about some positives. Uh, a couple of positive spots. Uh, shall we talk about Otis and Mandy Rose first? Oh, that's I that, really yeah. enjoyed that stuff. I popped I mean, hard for that, yeah. Yeah, I mean... 
bad self-elimination there from Mandy, but the fact that she landed on Otis is just like... And it wasn't creepy Otis either. It's kind of like sweet Otis in a way. And the yeah, way it was just nice. Yeah, I, I quite thought... like this relationship. It's, it's just... It's nice, I and mean, I hope WWE don't turn it into a joke, but I know they will. Yeah, I think... Well, the, I mean, it started off about being Secret Santa and hams and stuff. Uh, it's Otis. Like, he can do comedy, so it's not the end of the world, but yeah, you know Mandy Rose is going to turn heel. You know Mandy's going to turn heel. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to happen, especially when... Um, uh, what's her mate's name? I forgot. Sonia Deville. Can... Yeah, Sonia Deville. They did that uh, interview before the match where she said, if we're the final two, I'll go over the top rope and both my feet will touch the floor and Mandy will win the Rumble. I was like, yeah. That's... Yeah, she's yeah. T- Mandy's turning heel. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's... Yeah, but uh, that was a good spot, and uh, I don't really have anything to say about Sonia and Mandy, to be honest. I don't really care too much about them. No. Um, the Naomi spot, what do you think of that? I thought it was pretty fun, but I thought it was a bit weird that she decided to walk from the table that was nearest to the ring steps down to the other table where it's further away from the ring, down to the other table, which is even further away from the ring, to go... Actually, the first table was a be- better decision. Yeah, I, I didn't was... really get that either. I think it's just waiting for a time and waiting for a spot. Maybe the spot was called out too early. Um... Yeah, I I felt like if she was doing that, she could have just like waited on the first table because I mean they could have put it over on commentary like she was resting. Which actually, if I was a wrestler and I was in that position, that's what I'd do as well. Wait a little while. Yeah. Nobody can yeah. get me out there. Yeah. One thing that but got I... uh, fans talking though. Um, Santina Morella. Yeah, so uh, I have this a note divided here people. I, it, it, I fucking hated it. I have a, a note here. I say I watched most of this match thinking, oh well, you know, this rumble, this woman's rumble hasn't had really very many comedy spots at all. Normally they do quite a few comedy spots, and I feel like it's actually a much better rumble for it. And then Santina Morella happened, and I thought. Eh. Is there really any place for like comedy cross-dressing in the year of our Lord 2020? I do not think so. I So, I am going to disagree, but I have valid reasons for disagreeing. I, well, at least I can hope I can argue my valid reasons. Um, so, I get the fact that it might be slightly offensive to cross-dressers, to say the least, and I, I'm, not, I'm not promoting that sort of attitude at all. Um, but it's in the context of what happened in 2009 when Santina Morella uh, won the 25-woman battle royal at WrestleMania 25. And that, yes, was, that, was, that was awful. Uh, it's an awful use of Santino, who's a good comedy wrestler. Uh, I mean, say what he want about Santino, but he got himself over with some of the worst comedy script writing this organization has ever seen, and that's saying something. Um and the person he eliminated last to win it was Beth Phoenix, the then girlfriend, uh, in air quotes, of Santino, uh, of Santino. So when Santino came out and eliminated herself through intimidation of Santino, it was almost a redemption arc in the way that, well, you know, I did wrong. So I'm going to eliminate myself from this rumble. So I think that's part of the thing I think they're going for. And here's the other thing. Uh, and this is just a question. This is not like say, saying anything bad. If women can enter the men's rumble in weird spots, like Nia Jax did last year. Oh, yeah. Yes. Why, why can't a man enter a woman's rumble? 
I mean, yeah. Out of fairness and equality. I mean, I get it. I get it. In some, I, I, I get why some people may find it offensive, and that's perfectly okay. And I don't disagree with them necessarily. It's just why shouldn't we think that way if we're talking about true equality? So I guess my problem with it was that it's a man playing up femininity for laughs which I don't know if that has a place on television these days. I get yeah. that they were going for the redemption thing, but I don't know if I was in their position, I would just feel like maybe I don't want people to mention the WrestleMania 25 woman battle Royale that we, we, we built up as being historic and then had a man in it, you know, in playing up being a woman, winning it. True. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I, I, can, I mean I, in all likelihood, Vince McMahon thought it was funny and that's the end of it. That's that, exactly that, it. It was Vincism, wasn't it? Yeah, like I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying there's potential for that. And I'll say this: at least they acknowledge their shitty past for once. Yeah, I, I, I like I can see people like the. I watched this match twice actually. I'm watching it back the second time. I did kind of get the the idea that it was a redemption arc and stuff. Maybe I would have liked it more if Beth Beth Phoenix had just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I think we all would have liked that, but. Uh... You know, I, 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 look, look, I was pleased to see Santino back anyway. Just probably not as Santino, but there you go. Let's talk about some positive performances. Um, yes. Can we talk about Bianca Belair? I absolutely want to talk about Bianca Belair. That's who I was going to talk about. Uh, eight eliminations and survive the longest. Great showing. Yeah, extremely good. Uh, she's actually got the the record for the most eliminations in the Women's Rumble. Well, her and Shayna Baszler are tied. But when yeah. she hit her eighth elimination, technically, she just held the record. Because obviously, yep. Baszler didn't come until later. Yeah, great showing for her, especially. I mean, is she called up to the main roster yet? No, she's going to be at NXT TakeOver next month, uh, facing Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. Oh, okay. So I suspect, well, I don't know. Do you reckon she'll win that? Or do you think she's headed, headed uh, to the main I, after this? I would say that considering Montez Ford is on Raw uh, and that's her real life husband. Um, yeah, I think she might be handed to Raw or whatever brand the Street Profits get drafted to in the near future. I think, you know, Bianca's absolutely remarkable talent. Uh, the way she's like improved in the last two years. I mean, her fitness levels are absolutely insane. It wasn't like yeah. just a performance of half the rumble of doing F all. Like she was lifting people, she was just throwing them everywhere. Cardio's on point. Like her pure athleticism is great. Her character work is awesome as well. And she's only going to improve. And I think she's only like 22 or something like that. Wow. Um, it's insane. I mean, she yeah. is insanely talented like she is sasha banks 2.0 like when people say sasha banks can go to is going to AEW, i say let her like he got bianca belair who's more than just a boss uh she's she's just all she's like better sasha banks and uh yeah i probably wouldn't disagree there you know yeah like i absolutely love this uh I absolutely love this girl. Like, I think she's absolutely terrific and she has a bright future. And I'm so glad that she got the opportunity to showcase what she can do. Uh, and, you know, this is going to put a strong, strong before a takeover, you know, Rhea Ripley had yeah. a strong performance last year. Bianca Bella has a strong performance this year. Extra element to the story. She was actually, she, uh, well, I've just loaded up a Wikipedia here. She had the longest time in the match out of anyone, 33 yeah. minutes and 20 seconds yeah, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, powerful. Her, and I was surprised as well at her and Alexa Bliss having a little rivalry from the one and two spot and both lasting, you know, fairly long. Alexa Bliss at 26 yeah. minutes, 34 as well. Yeah, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by Alexa Bliss's showing because I, I felt for a long time, 
and, and mainly I think this is like concussion issues and maybe that's why she plays it extremely safe. Um, that I felt that she's been very boring in the ring uh, for the yeah. past past couple of years, for honest. Like she, she, no, I don't think that's fair. Like when she came up to SmackDown, she was, she was better. Like um, I think she was able to take more risks. The stuff that she did with Becky Lynch and Naomi was actually, I wouldn't say great, but it was good. Um, but yeah, she's, I think she's hesitant to take risks and understandably so, but, uh, she really put on a very good performance too. Um, kind yeah, of, I mean, she's, yeah, she's definitely Sorry. someone you usually associate more with like mic work and character rather than in ring stuff, but she kind of showed she can do that stuff in the ring to in this match as well. I thought, yeah, I, I know she can do it because I've seen like some training videos of her like doing flips and stuff before um she's got that gymnastics background so you know she's more than capable of doing it i just think it might be as i don't know there might be a confidence issue or something but yeah I, either way i think we're both in agreement alexa bliss was fantastic you know yeah, who else sure. i thought was fantastic beth phoenix i mean oh, yeah me too actually absolute, yeah. absolute hero bloodied battered bruised the definition of to get to the final four uh yeah, uh, I just realised that she kind of did sort of the same thing that Edge did, and they're married, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the fact Beth came out should have really hinted that oh, Edge is definitely returned yeah, tonight. Actually they were both that... part of like the final three as well, weren't they? Or was Edge in the final three? He was definitely yeah, in the Ed, final Ed, four. Edge was in the final three. He eliminated Autumn last, but we'll, we'll talk about men's rubble later, Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, <laughs> him and I was him and Beth Phoenix both did kind of similar similar position. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. Speaking of someone that wasn't there and someone that I kind of criticized earlier, Sasha Banks wasn't in the uh, Yeah, Rumble. conspicuous in her absence. Or yeah. I thought Nia Jax and Ruby Riot might make returns as well. Yeah. And they were they also didn't, but maybe that's coming further down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sasha Banks not being there felt not even in any match or any angle at all. It was a bit odd. Yeah, I think uh, other things I noticed are uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai are having a rivalry. And they were kept completely separate. That was weird. Yeah. yeah, There were some odd booking decisions, but I don't think anything is odd in the Charlotte Flair winning, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, No, no. Just an honourable mention there as well to see. It's good to see Tony Storm uh, off the UK brand up on the stage. Odd that they wouldn't feature the current NXT UK women's champion, but I guess Tony Storm's biggest. Well, uh, no, uh, the champion's currently Kaylee Ray. No, no, so... no, 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 yeah, that's what I meant. Like, so maybe that's why she wasn't featured this time around. Because oh, Tony yeah, Storm, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, yes. Tony Storm w- was not in last year's Rumble for the same reason. Oh, fair, yeah, no, you're right. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it was good to see Tony Storm. See, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I would like seeing Kaylee Ray in there as well, uh, but yeah, um, uh, star rating, um. I I reckon I'd put this a, f- a four as well. I probably enjoyed this as about as much as I enjoyed uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. It was a good rumble. Yeah, um, the ending ruined it for me. Uh, yeah, Shane, for looked sure. like an, Shane looked like an idiot after looking like a badass. Uh, uh, three and a quarter. Ah, uh, fair. I mean, yeah, it's not one. I, next year, I probably won't remember it as you know a, a rumble to remember for the ages. But it kept me entertained for the hour that it went yeah yeah anyway speaking of things you i don't remember uh, and probably you won't either uh bailey defeated lacey evans to retain the smackdown women's championship 
Uh, uh, was this match as as you expected it to be, Sam? Uh, no, actually, I thought it was going to be dog shit boring, and I was kind of pleasantly surprised by this match. It it wasn't complete shit. I thought mm. Lacey Evans has come a long way in the ring since like the last big feud she was for some reason inserted in. Um, she wasn't as bad as I remember. I didn't like all the saluting, but I feel like that's something for the American crowd. I think American salutes look weird. And that's a hot take of this match. So moving on. Um, No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I thought this was a bang average match. Uh, It's kind of what I expected. Bailey's been very disappointing as a SmackDown's champion, if I'm honest, uh, since having the belt way back at Money in the Bank. Um, Not not had a great match at all, uh, which is really surprising. And uh, yeah, I will say this. So Lacey Evans says, uh, improved tremendously. I've, I've always thought she was capable and I've always thought that she has potential. So uh, it, it, it was good to see that this match wasn't bad. It's just uh, when the star of the show is Lacey Evans' daughter, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, that was a bit. Did you see that weird commercial like before as well? It was like, no, I don't remember seeing that. No, uh, it's like Lacey Evans advertising some food, and there was like a monster, and the monster turned out to be a daughter. It's like basically like a Snickers ad, but without the Snickers. Um, oh. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Very uh, strange. Yeah, I swear I didn't dream it. Uh, but yeah, it was a weird advert. Maybe it was in the pre-show. Anyway, uh, the fact that this ended by roll-up suggests this is not the end of the feud. I would say. No, they're probably going to have to have a blow-off match at WrestleMania that we can all go to the toilet during. Uh, I wouldn't, I'd probably say Elimination Chamber, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's like four more pay-per-views before or maybe, Or maybe sure. Saudi Arabia and the, America, the American wins. Can you see <laughs> Saudi Arabia? Yeah, like she's really well. No, she lost to Natalia. Um, could... Uh, Oh boy! Um, <laughs> Should we just do star ratings and then and then? Yeah, yeah. What, what's your star rating, Sam? I don't really have an answer. Uh, I'm going to give it a three, and I think uh, it probably gets an extra star because it exceeded my expectations. Because I thought it was going to be a nothing match, and and I was kind of into it a bit. Uh, you're way more generous than I am. I'm giving it two. Um, so yeah. Next up Fair. was. Yeah. Uh, next up was the Fiend. Uh, he defeated Daniel Bryan in a strap match to retain the Universal Championship. Uh, my highlight of this match is there was no red light, so I could see the match. Yeah, it was great. They worked out. Just he's still scary. Like his mask and shit. It's still scary. You don't need the red light. It's better if we can see the match. I thought this was was pretty good. I I got really into it actually. I didn't. Oh really? Okay. Uh, so this is a point that was raised by uh, Jason when we were speaking about the match last night. And the uh, like halfway through the match, uh, Daniel Bryan hits a running knee, and the Fiend kicks out at two. And really, because of the Fiend's type of character, the way he can take punishment easily, surely he'd be kicking out of that one to really like put over the fact that he is this monster. He is like the new undertaker and the way the undertaker was built in the early nineties was the fact that he could take all this tremendous amount of offense and still win. Um, and I felt that they haven't really ironed out the in-ring aspect of the fiend just yet. They don't know what to do. 
one minute he's no selling and the next minute he's barely kicking out before it hits three. And I think that that really took out the psychological element for me. That and I don't uh, think Bray White's a good wrestler at all. So I don't know if I would agree with you completely. I think it's a symptom of modern WWE booking is that everything has to go way faster than it did in the 90s. And so I guess in the writers' minds, they've already done that building up with the Seth Rollins match and and you know the the other early matches he had where he was no selling a lot and so now in their mind he has to look beatable which is why uh daniel bryan was able to knock him down for a two count with the with the running knee which is one of his signature moves in fairness Um, and he did do a bit of no selling like daniel bryan tried to hit him with the strap and he was just like nah yeah but that's just a hulking up spot yeah i guess so Uh, yeah i mean becky lynch did that in the following match um you know like that's just Mm. I, I think part of the problem is I just don't think Bray Wyatt's a good wrestler. I, I think Baron Corbin's a better wrestler than Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And I, right. yeah, I guess the way to showcase Bray Wyatt the best is to just have him murder people because then you yeah. don't really you don't really need to have him be a good wrestler if he just hurts yeah. people and doesn't doesn't sell. I mean, the only thing I mean, there, there were a few things I enjoyed. I really liked the finish, which was like the mandible claw choke slam. I thought. Yeah, that was that cool. That was then unique. I, uh, I hadn't seen that. I think uh, what would have really helped is Daniel Bryan's coughing up blood, just like Seth Rollins at the end of Hell in a Cell, just really sell like, the damage, uh, rather than just like, oh, Daniel Bryan's getting up, what a hero. I rather, I want to see Daniel Bryan bleed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, did you see the state of his back after he took all those shots from the strap? Yeah, I want to see him bleed more. Come on, you know. <laughs> like, if AEW... No, I'm joking. And uh, the way that uh, the running knee was counted into, like, the sister Abigail looked absolutely vicious. And then, for my mind, I think that could have ended the match. And I would have been very happy. Because that yeah. was such a beautiful, fluid counter. Um, I did look, I did enjoy... WWE, not New Japan. So everyone kicks out yeah. of everyone's finishes. Yeah, but New Japan, the finishes are so elaborate that everyone reverses them. Uh, yes, true, so, yes. See, two can play that game, Sam. Two <laughs> can play that game. I'll defend the big corporate. You defend your little in- Japanese Oh, come on, it's not a little... The, the Rumble <laughs> attendance was 43,000. Wrestle Kingdom attendance was 46,000. So their biggest show is bigger than WWE's second biggest. But uh, 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 The second biggest is in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, all oh, right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yes, and and the biggest wrestling show of all time was Collision in Korea, and I'm sure all the North Koreans remember that extremely well. No, they don't. They're all dead. Um... Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, I thought this match was quite good. I but like I say, I don't watch the weekly show. So for me, the introduction I had to Daniel Bryan uh, versus the Fiend was the VT at the start, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I hadn't seen Daniel Bryan getting his hair pulled out. I thought that was quite neat. And then the build-up, the reasoning for the strap match, that was good as well. I was into that. Strap matches are sometimes a bit dodgy, and this one was quite good, I thought. Yeah, I think it was best that it ended with a three-count rather than a four-turnbuckle touching stipulation, which is typical of a strap match as well. Uh, I think that was better. I I mean, I didn't outright dislike this match. I just didn't think it was anything special. uh, Yeah, yeah. could have been better. Yeah, and that's my biggest problem with The Fiend. It's an absolute disconnect from the amazing character work and storytelling uh, to what happens in the ring. And if you're not getting a four-star match with Daniel Bryan, then there's something about you uh, that's not particularly great in the ring. 
Yeah, indeed. So, what's your star rating, Sam? Uh, I reckon I'd give this one three and three quarters. Oh, you're lovely. You're a lovely human being. I'll give this two. (laughs) No, I'll give this three. Just because the the final third of this match was actually good. So, uh, yeah, I'll give this three. Up next uh, was uh, Becky Lynch successfully defeating Asuka for the first time to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I'm going to start with this question, Sam. Was this better or worse than their match at last year's Royal Rumble? That's a tough question. I think... Hmm. This what well, this year's kind of felt like it, it meant more than last year's match, possibly because of the fact that last year's match happened. So I don't know if that means it was better or worse, but it definitely felt like a more significant match, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think there was more stake. <sighs> yeah, there's definitely some stakes involved because we all felt that, oh, well, Becky's going into the Rumble anyway last year. So I'll give you that. It de- definitely felt more important than the fact that the build where Becky really wanted to be Oscar and question herself was really well done. Um, yeah, good promo work from Becky. I was, I was in when she when with the VT with her talking about how, you know, you're the only one beaten and stuff like that. Yeah. That was the first thing I've watched from raw the entire year because I heard how great that promo was. And, uh, I was sold on this match right away. Like she is tremendous. Oscar's tremendous as well. Uh, in setting up that feud as well. Like, I think that should, that should be on chat. Like the fact that they're just letting her do promos in Japanese. Yeah. The, really cra- the, cra- the crowd is not watching it because she doesn't give them the time to like chant. What she just, just speaks rants on in Japanese. No, the not a single fucking idea what she's saying. But all I know is just like it's some crazy shit going down. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like the fact that she like screams mad Japanese in the ring as well. It makes her yeah. see like it's is a a good foreign monster heel gimmick done really well, which is rare in WWE. Oh yeah, like the face paint with the green mist, and I think Kyrie as well. Just going a bit yeah, psycho yeah. in the background. I think that's like, I think I think it's just the best use of uh, both uh, women uh, since their arrival into the main roster. If I'm honest, uh, because I thought it was strange that uh, Kyrie was cheering for Asuka in English, but Asuka was yelling at Becky in Japanese. That was a bit strange. <laughs> Didn't notice that, but that is oh, strange. I, I, I think maybe it was to try and get crowd on side with becky maybe i don't know where the psychology lies in that if i'm honest um i guess it's so that people understand that she's cheering for asuka or what she's saying maybe that adds more i'm not sure yeah but the people watching this match to be honest one and one equals two here i mean it doesn't need to be said i think that's sometimes the problem with w is like you see this thing subtlety fuck that we're just gonna bludgeon you to death with the actuality of things. Yeah, uh, they don't have much respect for their fans' intelligence. That is true. Yeah, we're not fans with the WWE universe. Come on. Um, so let's talk about the actual in-ring action. Um, I really like the spots on the aprons that they did, like uh, yeah, asking the cool. hippodac into the ring post. Uh, well, knocking Becky into the ring post. I thought that was really good. I think Becky like dropping Asuka face first onto the floor as well. Just really, I think the one difference between this match and last year's match, uh, this one felt more like hard hitting and more grueling. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing that slightly annoyed me about the in-rings, uh, and this is actually the only note I made, uh, is in all capitals, I've written intensely bullshit ref stoppage because Asuka might have knocked out Becky. Like, yeah. there's an established way of checking whether someone's knocked out in a wrestling match, and it's not keeping their opponent away from them. It's lifting their arm up and seeing if it drops. Like, yeah. and and also that the crowd were booing then they were booing because Asuka wasn't allowed to attack Becky and the ref was getting in the way. That's the wrong way you want the crowd to be reacting when Becky is your like top baby face in the women's division, you know? Oh, I, I completely agree. I think everyone agrees. I think what made it even stranger, like, like I wouldn't say worse, but stranger was like, I then Becky completely no sells it. Yeah. 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 Like, like, not even slightly stunned, like she'd been doing it on purpose, like a cowardly heel would. Didn't make a great uh, deal of sense to me. Yeah, like if Becky was like Eddie Guerrero, fine, uh, and then roll up for a possum, like that. That would have been that would have been fine, and maybe you could play off with another match or something like that, or just continue on with the normal sequence. Um, but yeah, that was strange. Uh, and then you know, Becky gets hit with more kicks, kicks out of two. It's like ah. Uh, yeah, that 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 was just some really odd storytelling that did not work, and that's that is why for me this match was slightly worse than last year. Yeah, I think so. I did enjoy. I liked the finish where Becky kind of saw the green mist coming and was able to kick Asuka so that she spat it out in the air. Yeah, and then, I thought that was really good. That was good, but yeah, there was some weirdness definitely. Yeah, I, it wasn't I, as I good thought, as it could have been. Uh, uh, yeah, I I just genuinely think that spot that you mentioned really killed the flow of that match. I think it was really good up until that point. Some of the stuff they were doing, uh, like, uh, Becky's, uh, I think it's called a manhandle slam, uh, from the middle rope. Uh, that was really good. Um, yeah, if, if it's not the manhandle slam, then I'm, I'm pretty sure she <laughs> has a finisher called a manhandle slam. Uh, it's a great name anyway. Uh, it should be called that even if it's not. Yeah, I think she tried having a rock bottom type finisher called the Manhandle Sand, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but she does that from the middle rope, and I thought that was really cool as well. So I really enjoyed this match. Um, where do you think Asuka goes from here? Uh, more in the tag division, more maybe doing some more iconic stuff. Uh, iconics, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they're funny as hell, but no, they're not good in the ring. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I want them to call EO up and then just have like a killer Japanese lady monster heel stable. Oh my god! Like go like like up. like a female yakuza gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. that'd be sick. It would oh, be I'd awesome. Yeah, I would love that. Um, Cutting promos but... in Japanese, getting booed because the crowd can't understand them. It'd be Apparently... great. Apparently, EO is pretty frustrated as well down in NXT, which is quite surprising the way they put her. But um, so they might call her up to Monday Night Raw uh, sooner rather than later. Surprising she good. wasn't in the Rumble either. And uh, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. What What else do you think Becky will do between now and Mania? Considering that, uh, will she face Shayna Baszler or will she face uh, who? Who will she face in between? Maybe she'll face Charlotte at Saudi Arabia. Yay. I mean, I don't care about that match at all. I would Becky versus Shayna Baszler. That's one I'd want, and and I wouldn't feel like robbed if Becky lost the belt to Shayna either. It would no. feel like it was acceptable because yeah, you're right. She doesn't really have 
as she said in the promo before this match, she's beaten everyone. So who else really is there left? Is there anyone injured at the moment that might come back for a big return angle? Uh, Nia, so. Nia, Nia Jax and Ruby Wright. I mean, Nia Jax can work a story with. Considering yeah, that, true. Uh, yeah, you can. Like uh, the face breaker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I still, yeah. that, I mean, I got to say that's genius now. I was so pissed off at the time. Like, that's just disrespectful to people with concussions. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was wound up i was actually wound up it's just you know what? That, that's actually genius face break <laughs> i mean yeah forgetting heel heat like she did it, she definitely did good leaning into it and you're right then that would be like an acceptable match for a b yeah. pay-per-view or like yeah. a chamber or something that or a ruby riot or god forbid Liv morgan and Lana. <laughs> Oh god, Can't yeah, maybe not that. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so, shall we give us a star rating then? Yeah, I'll, I reckon I'll probably put it three and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. It would have got an extra half star if it didn't have that stupid knockout spot. Wow! So you put both Roman versus Baron and the Fiend versus uh, Daniel Bryan higher. Personally, I got into them more, and they didn't yeah. have any spots that made me be like, "Ah, oh, fuck off." So I'm giving it a three and three quarter just because I had the benefit of rewatching it uh, before going on air because it was a one match I really wanted to check out again because I was I was like you I wasn't fully invested the first time round uh, which I I was I actually walked away from that match being pretty like eh. and I mean I put it in our notes like um, are people getting tired of Becky Lynch am I getting tired yeah. of Becky Lynch uh, which is a question I thought I wouldn't ask so soon. Um, but I, 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 I'm wrong. Uh, like, uh, second time round, it was actually a much better match. In my, so in my it's opinion. funny you should mention watching it twice because I did that twice. I watched it twice as well. But that's because ah. the first time, you know, when you check your phone and then you just get completely distracted and then the match just ends. Yeah, I'm totally it's not, not doing it, that right it, now. After about, <laughs> after about like sort of three or four minutes into the match, I just started dicking about on my phone because I, I, it didn't grab me very much. So then I went back and made a point of like, focusing on it and yeah i did get much more into it that that time yeah no uh, yeah i think i think sometimes when you're like in life some matches don't translate well uh i, I was in a room with like 60 other people and it didn't translate well me um yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I like if I was at at the meetup, the Belushi's meetup, the WWL meetup we go to every every month. If you want to watch old WWE, not old WWE pay per views, I mean like twenty four hour old WWE pay per views uh, in London, then go to Watch Wrestling London. Sneaky plug. Uh, yep. If I was there, that definitely would have been a match where I'd have just been getting a drink or talking to people, almost certainly. Yeah, Belushi's under bridge. Uh, probably doing one day after Elimination Chamber for Elimination Chamber check that out uh watch wrestling dot london uh so yeah let's move on to the main event the main event uh drew mcintyre uh wins the men's royal rumble yeah. match so finally a brit wins and he's scottish get in we're gonna have a scottish world champion at mania right we will claim well i mean he's won right so by the rules of great britain he is british not scottish if he'd lost he'd be scottish as it is with Andy yeah. Murray, so it shall be with Drew. To, to be fair, he's a Rangers fan, so I'm not all that people. You know. <laughs> is this uh, some sectarian like <laughs> wrestling fandom here? Uh, I, look, I don't get involved with the religious side. I don't care, but I'm a Celtic fan, so boo, boo, oh, McIntyre, boo. <laughs> uh, 
I thought I'm going to call him now Boo McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> this this rumble I thought was an interesting one, right? Because I I actually didn't uh, catch the build at all, like I like we've it's that we've talked about so many times before. And mm-hmm. so for like the beginning of this match, I was getting quite pissed off at Lesnar beating everyone, and then when it came for like his elimination and stuff, then I was like, oh okay, no, actually, I, I'm actually a lot less angry about that now. Like if you'd heard if if we'd done this interview in the first five ten minutes of the rumble, I'd have been like, it was fucking shit. I hate it uh, because he eliminated a lot of people that I was excited to see. Like I, you know, like Kofi, John Morrison. I expected yep. rumble moments from them, and Brock just hoofed them out, which I guess is the point. Yeah. Um, and then building up to Drew ultimately, or Drew and Ricochet really uh, eliminating Brock. Then I saw why they'd done that, and I was like, actually, this was an extremely good idea, and it worked on me. The idea I, that or what it was supposed to do, you know. I thought this is a, an amazingly booked rumble. I think you had, I think it was like a story of three acts. You had your, uh, yeah, the uh, the Thanos, the Brock Lesnar, the first act. Lesnar dominates second act. You know, you get the beefy boys in, and you start racking up more and more mid carders until the return of Edge, and then the final act you have the comeuppance of Seth Rollins. Uh, and and throughout the narrative stra- strand from the first act, you have the rise of Drew McIntyre. I thought this is the best Rumble match in a decade. Uh, oh, I'm definitely not going to disagree with that. Yeah, it was an ex- I like I say. I, the beginning, like, I didn't get it, but then I, I, I got it. Yeah. And yes, it was I, a lot, a lot of people. So this is a thing, right? A lot of people, when I was at the meetup, were mad that Brock Lesnar was doing the exact same thing. I loved it because I, I knew it was kind of building something because he's not going to eliminate all the twenty nine men, and if he did, I'd be fucking happy because I'm a massive Lesnar fan anyway. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, this match. Uh, I love the opening bit. And even then, it had its own mini segments. So, you know, guys like John Morrison's never going to win. Who cares? Guys like MVP's not going to win. Who cares? So, uh, you know, no, John Morrison, uh, I wanted to see him do like a walking. I wanted to see him and Kofi do some kind of joint. Yeah, but it's been. Uh, so, yeah, but that, that's been so overdone. I mean, the joint escape would be cool, but how many times are you going to see the same thing every year? It's too predictable now. Like, that's the one thing you can accuse a Royal Rumble being or maybe not the last couple of years in fairness, but actually last year's was predictable, but there's been a few occasions in the past decade where the rumble has been predictable, even at spots. Uh, this wasn't. And what you had instead was great storytelling. So the first real thing was Brock Lesnar getting pissed off at Elias, beating the shit out of him, setting the tone for what Brock is going to do for guys. Then you have the Kofi thing. And then Rey Mysterio, the ghosts of like, Brock's past coming back to bite him and then the help with Big E and he survives all those and then Shelton Benjamin his old OVW tag team partner they're friends like I think Shelton was like the best man at Brock's Les- college Brock- buddies Brock's- yeah. yeah college buddies both amateur wrestling backgrounds like you know selling it as well like Brock Lesnar selling throughout this entire match was fantastic yeah and then that's Keith- what I was going to say yeah and then Keith saying- Lee Sorry, I'm I'm on a yeah. Sorry, I was just, I was just going to say like say what you like about Brock Lesnar's in ring ability and constant re- repetition mm-hmm. of spots. When he sells, he probably is the best in the business at selling. Oh, and th- this brings me on to Keith Lee. 
And the first thing Brock Lesnar does is look at Paul Heyman and just go, who's that motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big boy, he was going. I know. It's just like the way he saw the shoulder tackle. Something simple as shoulder tackle, just like bouncing back like fucking madman. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, he has that look on his face like, oh, shit. I, w- yeah. I wasn't expecting this. Like I want yeah, some credit to Brock, you know. Uh, I want a SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar versus Keith Lee. Doesn't matter who wins. I just want to see a fucking f off hoss fight uh, between these two. Because when you get like a super heavyweight as talented as Keith Lee against someone, and Brock was engaged here, so I think Brock will be up for it against some an engaged Brock Lesnar. You're gonna have magic in that ring. You're gonna have something to talk about, something that you're going to enjoy. If it's five ten minutes long, who cares? You know, as long as you just have like five ten minutes of two. Big super heavyweight dudes beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree mean, there. Yeah, I mean the only thing I will say that was weird about the book is Matt Riddle came out later. Yeah, I, I possibly would have put Matt Riddle earlier. I the only reason I was a bit disappointed about Keith Lee, like he had a good showing with Brock. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted to see him eliminate someone by just like bashing them out the ring. Yeah, like we see in all those gifts, he's he's done it before, and I, I wanted to see a bit of that. So when I saw him coming in, I was like, oh! But then, yeah, immediately eliminated, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that was sad, but at the same time, like it was kind of more. It wasn't the case of Brock was like beating him up. It's just he just got outsmarted for that split. Yeah, second. yeah, exactly. And also, it's early in Keith Lee's career. You know, there's time yeah. for that. There's next year's Rumble. Yeah, I think they're high on him though. The way they. Like the way he's been booked in NXT right now, new North American champion. Um, the way he was presented at Survivor Series as well, like coming close to beating Roman Reigns. I mean, that says a lot. Um, but yeah, so Keith Lee, great. And then, you know, Ricochet delivering the comeuppance to uh, Brock Lesnar by the hit him in a low blow, and Drew McIntyre eliminates him, which already sets up your WWE title match. But, yeah, that was good. Again, Brock, fantastic selling. Gets hit with the claymore, and he's lying. He's lying on the floor for like two, three minutes. Yeah, selling yeah. it like death. Yeah, and he's just like there, just going, "Oh god damn!" <laughs> and then <laughs> that, the, yeah, the 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 stare down. Drew McIntyre eliminates everyone else in the ring, doesn't he? Oh no, Ricochet was like stunned, yeah. and then yeah. they had that moment of locking eyes. Lesnar like looking up at him and being like, "Yeah, so this is what you want." And I was like, "All right, for once in my life, I am actually excited about a Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania." Oh uh, boy, I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm going to be bringing a Scottish flag down. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I'm going to watch it at the same bar and I'm going to bring a Scottish flag down and I'm going to drink all the fucking whiskey if Drew McIntyre wins. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like the first British champion will be a Scotsman after all these years. <laughs> Get something first. He, no, we've established he'll be British because he won. If he loses, he's Scottish. Yeah, That's how but, we do but, it in this country. Uh, wait till we become independent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll avoid the political jokes for now. Uh, and then, you know, a few... Entries later, Edge returns. Is this the moment of the night? Yeah, I literally, I jumped up out of my seat, even though I was on my own, when I heard, you think you know me? So, yes, it's him. I'm a bit worried about his neck, but I got very excited. Bit pissed off with Kevin Dunn, completely fucking up the camera so badly for these spots. He he managed to miss the, the moment when the pyro went off, and he missed Edge's first spear as well. So... Uh, I'm not sure about the first spear because um, was that to AJ Styles, if I'm correct? Yeah, you can hear. Yeah, so um, a- AJ Styles got injured. 
Uh, oh, did he? Spear. Yeah, so AJ Styles apparently has suffered a shoulder separation because of it. And uh, this is a weird thing. We'll talk more positively about Edge's return in a minute, don't worry. Um, but um, yeah, AJ Styles uh, got severely injured. And AJ Styles is a tough dude. Like, if he has like a minor injury, he'll persevere. And I think they're trying to set up some Edge, Randy Orton versus OC uh, kind of thing. But you know uh ah uh, see i thought they were that was like a misdirection that they were setting up no i don't think uh aj was buggered uh, to be brutally honest so uh maybe styles is out for a long time i don't quite know i hope not um but yeah so, Ed, edge though he looked fucking fantastic yeah he did oh, oh yeah i thought that thing where he because he did eliminate both gallo oh no they eliminated gallows and anderson at the same time didn't they with him and randy but yeah. I thought that was like to make people think that they were going to reunite as a tag team. But then ultimately, Ed, Randy tried to betray Edge and then Edge hoofed him out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not then, sure. Are we, we going to talk about Raw the next night? Yeah, well? let's, talk, yeah let's, talk, let, let's talk about Raw as well. Uh, I haven't seen the promo yet, but apparently it was amazing. And uh, Edge versus Orton is the first few back. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I actually... I, I, I kind of want to watch a Randy Orton match. I know that's yeah. like really weird. And normally I shit all over him on this podcast and maybe he'll disappoint me, but I, I yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in for this. Like the Randy Orton doing the concerto on edge, the one man concerto made me wince a little bit. Cause obviously edge had to retire due to a neck injury. So yeah. thing, I don't like it when they do stuff where they deliberately target injuries like that. But I suppose that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah, I think Randy Orton's good when he's allowed to do those slow and properly brutal matches. I think he's actually suited to weirdly doing like hardcore type stuff. That Hell in a Cell with Jeff Hardy. He had a chairs match with Rey Mysterio last year. That was actually pretty good, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. A rare uh, good chairs match. Yeah, I know. The last good chairs match, ironically, was Baron Corbin versus Kalisto. Make it that way, you will. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it was actually good. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst part. It's like, I'll take your word for it. Him, I can't slag him off for this one. Um, but yeah, no. I I think given this rivalry, the history, the former tag team storyline, and who fucking cares? Edge is back. You know? Yeah, exactly. He looks, back. he looks so awesome. It wasn't the case of him being safe either. He... He, he threw himself into that match. Yeah, he's back. It's not, we haven't got like Undertaker, um, Saudi Arabia type shit. This is just Edge. You know, yeah. Edge. It's Edge. He's back uh, as Edge. When he comes out and he looks like he's about to tear up, he's got the grey beard. He looked yeah, lost. It's really it just like, holy shit, he's, he's proper back. Like, we all heard the rumors, right? But until you see, you know, it's one of Still. those things you have to see to believe, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. He, he, yeah, he looked like he couldn't believe the reception he was getting, which is surprising because he's Edge. Yeah, yeah, he's probably used to being booed after all these years. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was terrific. Uh, another thing that I thought was terrific was um, Samoa John Kevin Owens versus uh, the Architects of Pain and Sash Buddy Murphy. I thought that was really good, uh, as well as Alistair Black's involvement as well, because you know him and Buddy Murphy had a back and forth. I thought the ending was booked really, really well here. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I thought it was cool that they like they managed to do the like a stable slash team like fighting in the rumble, but then immediately uniting against the common foe without being like, oh, does this mean that Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe have tensions or whatever? It's like 
putting over the fact that it is the rumble it's every man for themselves you know i thought that was cool yeah it's just like oh, well Seth's coming out number 30 shall we just be each other up beforehand <laughs> <laughs> yeah well exactly and, and they're just like looking at each yeah, fuck it. <laughs> you know, they were being wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, they're being, you know, every man for himself. But uh, yeah, I, I also really like the spot where Seth was protected by the AOP for being eliminated. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that and was then, good. And yeah. like, when Joe and Owens got eliminated and they're brought up the ring with AOP and uh, Buddy Murphy, um, and just left the final four and Seth Rollins. And Seth, like, goes to Roman with the shield fist bump, like, hey, come on, dude, oh, yeah. brothers. And Roman's like, Nah. <laughs> I wanted Roman to yell, Dean was the one I really liked, or something like that, you know. Dean didn't betray me. Yeah. I wish Dean was here, Seth. <laughs> Boo, why did he send him to AW? <laughs> he was Asshole. the one I liked. <laughs> yeah. We all wish yeah. Dean was there. Uh, Seth Rollins is much better as a heel than as a baby face. Yeah. Like, so much better. Like, when he comes out with that, <laughs> uh, like fucking cheesy and grin bastard. I really yeah, yeah, hate yeah. him, but I'm supposed to hate him. You know, I think yeah, Seth. Exactly. Rollins, I will say this about Seth Rollins: he is a good face, but he's a good mid card face. What put him over was the fact that you didn't you didn't know which move would end the match. Uh, you know, he's very much that technical sort of baby face that elevates a mid card title. He elevated that Intercontinental Championship to main event status almost. Um, so yeah. you know he's very good at that level. I just don't think he's face at the company level, and that's no, different. One hundred percent not. Yeah, you know he, he's very much number one heel in the company. Absolutely. I mean, I I've enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the performance of the Rumble. Um, you know, I've seen a couple of clips online here and there. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, and I've enjoyed what I've seen. Uh, so you know, um, kudos to creating that faction, Paul or Vince, whoever. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the final two, Drew and Roman. Um, I'm surprised Roman didn't win. I, I'm not. I think that, well, with Heyman at the helm, WWE are a bit smarter in their booking. I don't think Roman necessarily, like they figured out basically Roman doesn't need to win matches like this. He needs to be put in good angles with good heels that make him like he can be a hero in. He needs to be in the hero kind of position. Yeah, I mean, and, that's like, a... winning all the time means you're not the underdog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's the benefit of like King Corbin, I suppose, in some ways. It's just like, wow, we need this guy to get cheered more. Uh, everyone hates King Corbin. Let's put Roman against King Corbin. Roman exactly, gets and it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, people would burn Roman if he like when he looked like he's going to eliminate Drew, and that's a bad sign. But, um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, um, if I'm honest. Uh, it was smart. And I think the way they used Roman Reigns in Royal Rumbles, like him coming out at number 30 to, make, to put Randy Orton over, him getting eliminated by Triple H to put the fact that Triple H is going to win the WWE title, uh, put put that over, uh, put Shinsuke Nakamura over two years ago. Um, you know, and now he's put Drew McIntyre over. Um in rumble matches and i think him being in the final four constantly is a good thing yeah for sure he i uh, don't get me wrong he should definitely be an extremely prominent member of the roster he's mm. just one of those faces that doesn't necessarily need like the belt or yeah the big rumble win or whatever you know yeah i mean i th i think he's gonna dethrone the fiend at wrestlemania anyway but we all know that's gonna happen so let's let, let drew have that moment uh, as well as a Brock Lesnar moment, it's like, oh, I eliminated Brock at 
uh, the Royal Rumble, I can beat him for the WWE Championship. And you've got your build right there. And I think that makes way more sense than Drew having yeah. to go through the odds to face Brock Lesnar Elimination Chamber. You can have Roman win the Chamber instead. So it's funny you mentioned Roman wrestling the Fiend at uh, Mania because I felt like that might have been why they had the Fiend kind of no-selling a bit more to make him look a bit beatable so that it's more credible when Roman will beat him at WrestleMania because that's what's going to happen, we all know. Uh, Yeah, I can't really argue against your logic. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I thought it was good that he didn't win here because he doesn't need it. He'll get into that match in the Fiend probably by winning Elimination Chamber or something like that, which is a great uh, kind of smaller multi-man chaotic match for him to win because he can do he can come out of that looking like a hero, like he's persevered against the odds and stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, is there anything else you wanted to raise about this match? Uh, Not that I can think of. No, no. Oh, I I mentioned the big three D graphics stuff right at the beginning. Uh, I actually thought that there was one cool one in this one. Alistair Black's big 3D graphic thing looked cool. The big, like, occult pyramid thing. I thought that was neat. I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I realized, oh, it's Alistair Black's entrance music. Uh... I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he had that rivalry with Buddy Murphy, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, I don't care for the 3D graphics. It's just like, ugh. I, I think it cheapens a product. Um which, yeah. is, which is weird because WWE's production values are so much better than everyone else's. Bring <clears throat> uh, back Pyro. They did. Well, for Edge, yeah. But that's because he's like a returning old school star who used uh, to Becky Lynch had Pyro in her entrance. Oh, did she? I, yeah, I don't know why the, I didn't notice smoke, that. Yeah, the smoke, yeah, she has that. Like they have, they have Pyro for entrances now. Oh, fair. Maybe I need to pay more attention. Yeah, <laughs> you should. I mean, it didn't bring it back for Brock. I don't think Brock had the pyro. Or, he no, had cool pyro. Oh, I was at the bar, I think. Okay. Yeah, I paid great attention to begin with, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't really pay too much attention to rumble entrances until it's like, eh. I mean, I don't uh, think anyone would begrudge you going to the bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're hardcore critics. We're like the Dave Meltzer of britain um <laughs> sure yeah, yeah sure <laughs> sure so speaking of uh star ratings uh what star rating do you want to give this match i reckon i'm gonna give it four and a half it was I'm, really fucking good i'm gonna give it four and three quarters i think what? the only th- i think the only thing let it down was just uh that tiny bit after brock lesnar's elimination and edge's return i think they just basically needed to fill up the ring a bit. Um, that and the Styles injury uh, may have put a slight dampener on it. But yeah, I'm going to go at four or three quarters. It's the best rumble I've seen in 10 years at least. Yeah, so, long, long time. Definitely yeah. since I came back to watching wrestling, this is the best one I've seen. Yeah, and, and we've had some good rumbles as well. Don't get me wrong. Like 2018, both the rumbles were great. Uh, so, you know, uh, we've had some good rumbles in between, but this is next level. So, Fantastic uh, no stuff. physical, no physical WrestleMania sign for people to point at this time, which is no, disappointing. The same as last year. It was like point at the giant screen, point yeah. harder at the giant screen. <laughs> I was disappointed because I'm going to see SmackDown. I'm going to America, so and I'm going to see SmackDown while I'm there, and so I wanted to get a picture with the big physical sign in the oh, background. No, no, you will. I know it won't be you there will. now. No, no, you oh, will. Okay. It, was on, it was on Raw last night. It was, uh, oh, phew! It was like a massive stadium. That's why. 
Uh, oh, okay. So there was nowhere to hang it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a baseball stadium, so it's it's, it's a bit difficult to do these things. Um, so yeah, shall we do the old school um, match of the night MVP and then uh, start um, letter grade for the show? So shall we start with match of the night? Yeah, I mean it's got to be the men's rumble, hasn't it? <sighs> really, I thought it was Bailey versus no men's rumble. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't even make that joke. Um, who's your MVP for the evening? Most I reckon player. Bianca Belair. Oh, it's a toss up between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. If MVP is supposed to be someone who kind of defies expectations and puts on an incredible performance you weren't expecting, mm. yeah. So I, I'd have to give it to Bianca in the end, but with a little nod in Alexa Bliss's direction. Yeah, I mean. She's honourable mention, but the real MVP is Montel Vontavious Border. He's back now, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my MVP is Brock Lesnar. I thought. Oh yeah, it, fair. I yeah. thought he was highly entertaining, but you know, uh, Bianca Belair also brilliant. Uh, if Brock didn't, if Brock wasn't so entertaining to me, Bianca would have won uh, that prestigious award. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what what was your letter grade for the show? Oh, it's got to be an A. Really. Yeah, I hey. reckon so. This is the best is the best WWE show I've seen in a long old time. Ooh. I would I, I mean, I really enjoyed both Rumble matches except for Charlotte winning, but I would not give that an A. I would give it a B. I think I was more into the matches during the show, perhaps, than or because uh, I, I hadn't watched as much of the builds for them, maybe I came into them differently to you. No, I haven't watched much of the build either, so I will also accept that, or, or, or probably mention the fact that I tend to overinflate how much I enjoyed things. If I wasn't, I guess, like everyone, if I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and then I end up getting really into it, then I think it's probably a lot better than it actually is in reality. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, you know, some sometimes, sometimes you just can't help but inflate things. Uh, that's not a kinky joke either. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for our Royal Rumble review. And- uh, for being here unlike the others and we will look forward to you joining us next time but until next time remember to like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram give us a five-star review where possible and if you enjoyed the show do not forget to subscribe and that's the bottom line because this pod said so so ladies and gentlemen uh we are in our brand new not aew dark segment which is basically the after show part um this is like an opportunity where we just either talk about wrestling or dumb stuff uh this week we wanted to talk about uh wrestling some things that we're looking forward to uh some things that uh we have watched recently um i haven't been I, i've been out of touch with wrestling the past few weeks uh, this was like my first proper show uh since before since TLC, I think. Um, so I'm going to let Sam take the lead with a few stuff that he wanted to talk about from New Japan, if I'm, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. So it's the New Japan uh, New Beginning Tour at the moment. And so a few notable things have happened, including Marty Skull showing up at the oh. uh, New Beginning USA show. And he said, I'm staying in New Japan for a good long while. And he challenged uh, Jay White which is interesting given that Jay White doesn't hold any belts or anything at the moment, but fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it, it shows, I guess, that Marty is possibly not going straight to AEW like everyone thinks he is. Well, I think uh, he recently signed a contract with Ring of Honor a long time to, uh, where he's now the head booker of the promotion. Oh, the yeah, time. he is, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so he ain't heading to AEW at all. Yeah, no, which is surprising that he's still in the intro to um, being the elite and stuff like that. 
Uh, yeah, in fact, I they mean, had a whole episode about him like last week. Yeah, maybe, you know, being the elite is technically a separate entity, I would assume, to all elite wrestling. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess it is, yeah. So, you know, I think I think that I mean WWE guys have appeared there randomly in cameos like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So Yeah, and they are it. they are kind of trying well, it seems like they're trying to move away from storylines on the show being set up by being the elite as well, moving it more back to like stupid skits and backstage stuff like it used to be. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't really care much for storyline stuff and being the elite. Um I don't really care but much yeah. for being the elite. <laughs> But yeah, coming up uh, in in New Japan at the New Beginning in Sapporo on the second of February, uh, we have uh, Will Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship, which should be an extremely good match anyway. Those yep. two guys are kind of the epitome of outside of NXT UK style British wrestling, uh, and and also I reckon this is going to be the one where Will Osprey is going to take the belt because he is. Uh, saying a lot about how he wants to represent Rev, Rev Pro and he wants to appear on British shows more than Zack Sabre Jr. has because over half of his title defences of the British Heavyweight Championship last year were in Japan. Uh, in fact, I think most of them were. Uh, so it'd be good to have a champion who is prepared to travel a bit more. Um, Will Ospreay's booked to appear at the Rev Pro uh, show that I can't remember the name of on the 14th of February as well, which is why I think he might be winning the belt here. Um, and then hey, coming up si- after, hey, single ladies, if you want to take me to, a- oh yeah, yeah, if that's the uh, date, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the date. Uh, what an app! Can you imagine taking someone there on a date? Like, oh, what we're we gonna do? Wrestling? What? <laughs> it's it would either go like extremely well, like the best decision you could have made, or absolutely the worst. <laughs> you're never gonna have a middle ground, especially not a Rev Pro show like that. Like maybe taking a date to an Eve show might work. Because that's presented a bit differently, or Lucha yeah. Britannia, but definitely not Rev Pro. That's like very, very, very uh, male. Yes, and and kind of uh, smarky, I guess, in that like it's the serious fans that go to Rev Pro. Do you know what I mean? People who are well into wrestling. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I'm, I'm just quickly looking up the date because I forgot to do it like an idiot before the show. But also on the New Beginning tour, we have the match that I think more people want to see than than people think uh minori suzuki versus john moxley which Ooh. yeah that's gonna be a good one uh oh, i've got it here it's on the 9th of february at the new beginning in osaka uh, and it's yeah for the u.s championship suzuki's not gonna win but that's gonna be a hard-hitting and fun match to watch you know what i will say this i want to see john moxley at a ref pro show yeah, that would be so good. Uh, like, I would pay top fucking dollars to see that. I would pay front row seat to see that. I don't think they could advertise it, could they? If they did, the show would sell out in, like, seconds. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you, you can charge more money. Well, I mean, if you go to a Rev Pro show now, you'll probably see Shota Umino. He's like John Moxley's Japanese uh, son. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not quite Moxley, though. It's not I mean, quite... I, like, I, like, I like Shooter, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I have exciting coming up. Also, I think we should probably mention, did you catch any of the um, AEW that was on the boat? No, so uh, the only thing I've seen on the boat is, uh, uh, to my shame, is uh, Jericho's entrance where everyone was singing Judas, and I know how much you love Fozzie. 
Oh yeah, it was such a. Uh, if I ever want like McDonald's rock, then you know Fozzie's what I listen to. Um, mm, the big, <laughs> the Big Mac of music. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good show. It was fun. The boat made it kind of an interesting setting that was a bit different to sort of what you expect. It was a bit like WCW Bash at the Beach and those kind of things. Uh, yeah. There was a spot where MJF got thrown in the pool. That was cool as well. Yeah, I thought, because um, I, I watched a tiny bit of the Ring of Honor stuff that was done in the first Jericho Cruise. I thought, I, I really liked the unique setting of it. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I quite like the, I quite like the uh, boat stuff. So I might actually check out, check out that episode that they did. Yeah, it was good. They like in some of the matches, the wrestlers really make use of the fact that they can like, go. There's lots of stuff to climb up and walk around and stuff. So it's quite yeah. neat. And, and it's a cool setting having all the fans in like a big coliseum style viewing of the the ring, which is like right in the middle. So yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, any like other wrestling you've seen recently? Um, I haven't seen uh, Wrestle Kingdom yet, so I, I need some recommendations. Oh yeah, mate. I definitely, if you're going to watch any matches from Wrestle Kingdom, I would probably recommend the junior heavyweight match, Hiromu versus Osprey, because that was a banger. And then I would watch the two title matches from each day. Or sorry, the I guess on the last day there was only one double title match, but I'd watch that the, those matches in order. So Jay White versus uh, Naito, and then Akada Ibushi, and then the main event on the Sunday as well, because that was cracking. Like, I don't think that's really been done in wrestling before, like a story told over a, a weekend like that. Uh, I'm trying to think, but I'm not Mike. Um, then again, I do win wrestling quizzes. Um, <laughs> slight dig. Yeah, Mike would probably tell me, well, in 1989, WCW did a weekend-long show and yeah, Big John and it, Stud. Yeah. Big John Stud. <laughs> Uh, don't remind me of that Rumble episode. Um, yeah, uh, the only wrestling I've seen, uh, apart from the old clip of Raw here and there, was uh, DIY versus Mustache Mountain this weekend. Oh, I need to check that out. Was it good? So everyone else loved it, and I did not. Okay, is there any... Uh, so I know the result... Well, I think I had the result spoiled by a GIF on Twitter of uh, Champa and Gargano patting themselves on the back. Oh, no, no, no. That was like early on match. Um, so do, do you want it spoiled or not? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Okay, so DIY wins. Um, I'm not surprised you, about that yeah, at all. No, no one is surprised. I mean, the way I just said that, I was like, eh, DIY wins. Um, I felt it was really contrived, if I'm honest. Like, I felt like I could see every move kind of come in. Like, there was a lot of was too much comedy going on. The fact that DIY reunited over this... Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just like, if it was against someone like the Undisputed Era, then I'd understand. Or if it was in, against another heel tag team that they really want to build up, I understand. Face versus face. Uh, I, and I love DIY. DIY is probably my favorite tag team in NXT of all time. Like their stuff with the Revival, the Authors of Pain, fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen. Their takeover matches do so. I've heard uh, they're good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the two out of three falls at the first takeover Toronto in 2016 is uh, tag team perfection in terms of storytelling, execution. Um, Who was that ring. against? 
the revival. Oh, of course. If, if you want, if you want to know why the revival was so hyped up, their stuff in 2016 was fantastic, and you just don't see that in the main roster. Um, but yeah, DIY, I, I bloody love them. But ah, oh, there's just something about this match. I just didn't feel it, you know. Um, I'm guessing there was a long, drawn-out handshake spot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tyler yeah. Bate probably did some kind of swing or variation on the swing. Yeah, there was a lot like, of uh, twiddling. Yeah, there's just basically that sort of stuff. I just want to see like moves that's good well, just not like so much set up for like one move and then so much set up for another move. And it's like so the no selling was so obvious. Sometimes I just want to be absorbed by something, and if I wanted something like that then i just watch a young bucks match and you know my feeling on the young bucks yeah of course yes so yeah i really didn't enjoy this match at all in fact well, in fact in fact it was my least favorite match because i was so bitterly disappointed and i like I, and i say this i love both tag teams so sorry well, that is quite disappointing because yeah mustache mountain don't need to do that silly stuff like when they were in british strong style being the monster heels in progress they didn't really do silly stuff because they were heels and it they were good it worked yeah but... exactly and you know uh, the stuff in nxt uk like that uh that title match of the takeover blackpool i believe it was uh, last year against uh grizzled young veterans oh yeah good stuff fantastic stuff like they're so damn good and the same with diy they're so damn good and that's why i think that's probably why i probably say it's like another oh, worst match of the weekend it probably wasn't um but yeah i just felt everything felt so contrived and too comedic for me oh. um but i will say this sam i'm very much in the minority when it comes to that opinion so uh everyone else loved it so do check it out uh but yeah it put me off watching the rest of worlds collide so i didn't watch any of it um oh, it's damn. A shame because i really should watch undisputed era versus imperium yeah that's yeah. imperium is the faction that's got all the german lads in it isn't it uh, so one is Italian, and um, one's Italian as well. Uh, all right, Fabian, all the mainland European lads then. Yeah, uh, Marcel Bartel and Alexander Walter German. Fabian Eitner's Italian. I think. Oh, I it. thought Volta was in that faction as well. He's yeah, Vol- 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 Volta's the Austrian. Uh, everyone knows Volta's in that faction though. Like Volta's a kingpin, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean the other match. The only other match I've seen uh, was Shayna Baszler versus Ray Ripley for the NXT title. Um, as it's now known. Um, that How was, was that? that? That was a good match. That was good. Um, okay, cool. So uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of both women. So, you know. Anyway, that's um, that's what we've been watching. And that's some stuff that we're looking forward to as well uh, from like the New Japan side, Rev Pro side. Uh, so, yeah, join us next week. Yeah. Best thing's really good at the moment. Anyway, bye. Bye.